Shut up and sit down. guys thank you so much for joining us here on another episode of cinema from the dark side i am your host patrick and today we do have tj what's up tj how's it going it's going pretty good man it's been a while since you've been on it has been a hot minute yeah you've been busy though i've been real busy yeah i've been real busy yeah so wedding okay. planning and yep running an it department by myself oh, <laughs> for that's a company which has been fun <laughs> so yeah but i'm glad to be back awesome 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 so as with normal cinema from the dark side fashion, we do have our first segment, which is movie news. All right, and first up in movie news, looks like Steven Spielberg is going to be taking on a DC Comics movie called Black Hawk, which I've never heard of this character. Um, before personally, um, but he says he has to complete Indiana Five and or Indiana Jones Five and West Side Story before he even starts to tackle that one. What do you think about that one? Um, I mean, I'm good with Steven Spielberg directing anything, so I mean that's cool. <laughs> really Cowboys vs Aliens. Really? Okay. Well, I mean, really, <laughs> no one's perfect, right? <laughs> But I mean, I could I could certainly see it going well. Um, I just wish I knew who the character was and understood like what the, you know, significance in the DC. Comics. Yeah. So. Well, hold on. How long before DC Comics gets gets rid of him? <laughs> oh yeah. They're like, well, we fired Steven Spielberg because right. he just wasn't he wasn't going in the right direction. Dude, they fired Josh we, Whedon. I know. That's so stupid. J- Joss, yeah, they fired Josh Whedon, and then it's like. Well, it'd be really funny if they fired uh, Spielberg, though, because it'd be like, yeah, the uh, we hired probably, arguably one of the greatest directors of all time, and uh, he wasn't going the right direction with it, so. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, uh, we'll definitely see. Um, since he has two movies he's working on, which is, of course, Indiana Jones and West Side Story. Um, do those have release dates, both of those? No, no, they do not. But, I mean, we can't expect him to get started on this until probably, like, 2020. Right, so who knows what actually is going to happen by then. Right. It, especially in the in the comic movie univ- the comic movie like world yeah. it's just like people like attach to projects and leave and all sorts of stuff all the time so Oh, it even says here in this article uh don't expect anything before 2022. Oh, okay. So but it was just it was announced so I figured okay. that would be right. uh noteworthy. So TJ, what do you got for us? Okay, so uh on the heels of the uh, Freddie Mercury biopic, yes, um, looks like uh, Paramount has greenlit an Elton John biopic. It's gonna be called Rocket Man, which you know could have predicted that, <laughs> but right. um, I don't know what else you'd call it. <laughs> um, so it's gonna star uh, Taron Egerton as um, Elton John. Who, I don't know if you knew this, but his original name was uh, Reginald Kenneth Dwight. I actually knew that <laughs> I before I read this article. I knew I that. I did not. I knew his name was Reginald Dwight. You know what's funny about Taron Edgerton being Elton John? What's that? Is that Taron Edgerton played the voice of the gorilla in the movie Sing. Yeah. And he sang an Elton John song. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he sang I'm Still Standing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's funny. Um, but yeah, so this it's been greenlit. I mean, there's not... Uh, a ton of info. I mean, really, they just said, "Hey, this is a thing that's happening. Um, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a Paramount film." Um, 
so yeah, starring Taron Egerton as as uh, Elton John. Uh, Tom Hardy was at one point rumored to be playing Elton John, but instead he will play Al Capone. It says. Interesting. Wait, is in this movie or a different movie? Like what? Uh, it looks like. Uh, I think. I I don't know. What? What is that? That that it is, okay. Hold it on. is strangely worded. So it could go either way. He could be like he could be playing an Al Capone in an Al Capone movie, or he's going to be playing Al Capone in this. No, it's a different movie. It's okay. a different movie. There was okay. a link. It's a different movie. I was like, okay. I was like, I'm pretty sure Al Capone was fucking dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was strangely worded. So I completely understand your confusion. I know. I was like, <laughs> so poor, so poorly written. Um, but anyway, so. So okay, so yeah, it is gonna be Taron Egerton, uh, not Tom Hardy. Um, Dexter Fletcher is going to be directing Rocket Man, and so he's the same director that's doing the uh, Freddie Mercury Bohemian Rhapsody biopic. So hmm. I guess Paramount's pretty uh, confident in his ability to do uh, music, you know, bi- you know, biopic, biopic dramas. Yeah. You know, I. I guess they must like what they're seeing out of Bohemian Rhapsody if they already have them. Like, okay, now do Elton John. Yeah, we'll definitely see. So then I guess now the now we have to figure out what the, you know, bets on what the next artist will be. Right. Be I like, know. Who else could they do? I mean, if it's going to be, like, individual... It seems like they're going for individual people. Right. So I don't want to say, like, you know, a whole band necessarily. Maybe, David Bowie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be a good bet. That would be a good bet. Probably David Bowie. That would be a good bet. All right. Let's go on to our next piece here, which is, uh, looks like World War Z 2 production just got delayed again. Hmm. So it looks like David Fincher, um, he is still set to direct this film, but he has had other... Um, commitments he has made, and that's why production got pushed back. It looks like this, for this reason, um, it was, this movie was set to release in June of 2017, uh, but they had to go through a new director. They landed on Stephen, uh, I'm sorry, David Fincher. Um, But now it looks like David Fincher is caught up with the second season of Netflix's Mindhunter. Which I'm okay with because Mindhunter was dope. Dude, I haven't watched Mindhunter. It's so good. Here's Mindhunter is... It's a show about how the FBI started its uh, criminal profiling database. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I remember. It's like how that got started. So they, like, interview all these, like, really psychotic criminals trying to gather patterns. It's really fucking good. Okay, yeah. I I definitely got to give that a watch. Yeah, you should. It's good. It sounds like something I don't know if I could watch every day because it's probably kind of fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's it's very mild. Really? Like, I mean, there are some parts in the episodes that are fucked up. Right, but as a whole. But as a whole, yeah. yeah it's, it's not, not bad. It's not, like, overly dark. Yeah. Or, okay, that's cool. No, it's really good. Nice. All right, TJ, you want to go with our next bit? All right, so our uh, next bit here is, uh, so John Krasinski, uh, who uh, directed uh, A Quiet Place and also played Jim in The Office. He's always Jim Halpert. Like, and he's always a Jim. <laughs> yeah. Um, it says that he's his next film is going to be a sci-fi movie uh, called Life on Mars, produced by uh, a Michael Bay company. Just like A Quiet Place was. Was it? Yeah, it was uh, produced, the company uh, Platinum Dunes. Oh, That's okay. Michael Bay's production company. Okay. That's a, uh, wow. 
They just there was no explosions though. Like no, no Bay explosions. I mean, there were well, some that's fireworks. What, that's but... what happens when Michael Bay doesn't direct. Eh. <laughs> His influence isn't too strong on the company. Right. Then. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay, so it says, unlike the 2006 British time-traveling TV show of the same name, Life on Mars, this story is actually set on the Red Planet. It follows a woman living in a forgotten Mars colony who discovers she can breathe the Martian atmosphere. Hmm. Um, it says, Life on Mars will be based on a short story by Cecil Castellucci, originally titled We Have Always Lived on Mars. Uh, according to Hollywood Reporter Krasinski, brought the short story to Paramount and Platinum Dunes, Michael Bay's production company. And uh, apparently they went for it. So oh. it should be, uh, I mean, we're going we're gonna to be talking about A Quiet Place today, but um, this, that went really well. Um, yeah. John Krasinski did an amazing job directing and acting yes. in that movie. So I'm all down for seeing another one of his directing jobs because, I mean, I think A Quiet Place was his first, like, major yeah, because he had directed some small stuff, but yeah, but this was like his first. This was like his first motion picture type direct. Yeah, yeah. but so that, yeah, it I'm was down. really good. I'm down yeah, for it. Yeah, I'm down to see another film of his for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely down for it. And yeah, let's go on to our last bit here. And TJ, you're gonna be pretty excited about this. Am I? I think you are. Okay. So looks like it chapter two. Yeah. Lines up some very big actors to play. And yeah, we were the, talking. We've been talking about how we've been talking about this that they haven't fucking signed anyone on yet, and they had all these people lined up at the door. Right, <laughs> big names. So again, these are just talks. Nothing is confirmed, uh, but they are in discussions. Looks like for the adult role of Richie Tozier, the smartass kid from mm-hmm. Chapter One, looks like we have Bill Hader. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, that's perfect. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's fantastic. All right, and for the role of Bill Denbro, uh, looks like we have James McAvoy. Okay. I could see that for sure. Okay. Yes. So, uh, again, these are just talks. Uh, Jessica Chastain is all but confirmed to play Bev. We already knew that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it looks like Bev, James McAvoy, Bill Hader, please just get, um, fuck, what is that guy's name? I've said his name before, that he should play Mike the black guy. Donald Jesus. Glover? No. no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm just naming random people. I don't know. No, the guy who was in uh, The Dark Tower. The new Dark Tower movie. Oh. Plays, yeah. plays the gatekeeper in Thor. That black guy. Yeah. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name either, but I want him. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so it looks like they're in talks for this. Uh, nice. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm definitely too. okay with that. Yeah, um, I'm psyched. I mean, the first the first part was good, so I'm yes. stoked for part two. Yes, indeed. All right. So that wraps up movie news. So let's get on to our main topic, which is, as we stated, uh, A Quiet Place, directed uh, by John Krasinski. Also, he was the actor. Uh, he was also acting in the movie as well. So, TJ, yeah. why don't you take it away? Okay, so I actually saw this movie last week. And uh, last week, Friday, and then you just saw it last night. I just, I just saw Friday. it last night, yes. So uh, so we saw a week apart, and um, you know, you pinged me about it and said, hey, is it good? I'm like, yeah, dude, it's good. You should definitely see it. And it uh, sounds like you echoed my sentiments. It was, yes. it was a good movie. Um, what I liked so much about this movie was that it was just such a refreshing take on film. Yes. 
I mean, a lot of people are, you know, talking about, oh, it's like bringing like silent film back. No, I don't. I, I disagree with that because that is it's not even close to the same thing. No, it's not. It's not like silent film. Like, but it, the, the, I, the fact that the fact that there's so little dialogue. And the thing is, they have, you know, it's like some sign language dialogue. Right. And there's really not even much of that. Right. So, I mean, it's there's not really any talking at all for the most part. So it's just it brings you more. I think it, it it gives you a more intimate feeling with the setting of yeah, the movie, the, situation the environment, in. yes, and the characters. Yes, I will say though, like the and I was discussing this with my wife after we left the movie. I and I and I maybe I don't know maybe you'll disagree with disagree with me, but I think this type of movie really you get the best like sense of the movie when seeing this in the theaters like if you take Mm -hmm. this home it's not going to be the same no i absolutely agree okay yeah Um, because having an having being in a dark room correct on a a huge screen where like that's the only thing you can pay attention to right you know you can't pay attention to the dog barking or like the noisy car outside or the ambulance going by or whatever like it's you need to be invested Correct. Visually and au- and audibly into this movie, dude. I was scared to eat popcorn. <laughs> Were you really? <laughs> yeah, dude. See, I wasn't that scared. See, here's the thing. Like, I would put some in my mouth and then I would just like slowly <laughs> chew it so as to not make much sound. Oh, because you want to make noise. Correct. Right. Because yeah, like, I hear ya. literally, you could hear like someone shifting in their seat. I know. It was crazy. Yeah. And, like, that made the movie so suspenseful. Oh, yeah. It was so good. I loved it. Yeah. um, So I was actually talking to Alex the other day, Mm -hmm. and she said you possibly got a little upset with her (laughs) during watching this movie. Is that true? About what? Because she kept... Okay, so Alex claimed that... She she would lean in and ask you questions, and then like after a while you're like I don't know just watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, she does that a lot though. She does that a lot of movies. I don't, basically, what I I think what I said was I've seen as much as you have. Like <laughs> I don't know. Like why are you? She's asking me questions about about stuff that hasn't been answered. So right. I'm just like I don't know. Like I, that's but, the, that's part of the experience. Right. <laughs> I just wanted to, I just wanted to ask you about that. Uh, but yeah. Um. What else? Um, I like that this movie wasn't... It, I mean, it was technically a horror, but it was more like a suspense thriller. It was a thriller. suspense thriller. Correct. I, With, like, horror elements. Yeah, it was, there wasn't a ton of horror elements, though. The only horror element was, like, the monsters. Yeah, of course. And that was about it. I mean... Yeah. And, and here's another thing. Here's another way you can tell that this was a very well-written and well-directed movie is... You don't care where those monsters came from. No. It doesn't matter. Not at all. Like, you don't leave the theater and be like, God damn it, like, I, don't, I want to know where they came from. Like, that's so annoying that I don't know. You don't care. Like, it doesn't no. matter. They're just there. They're there. And you just accept it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, though, you know, going into this movie, it kind of, I was, I was very skeptical to how they were going to pull this off because, okay. um, when you, I mean, when you look at it, you have to be silent. Like, the entire time. I'm like, okay, how the fuck are they going to be silent the entire time? And especially with Emily Blunt having a baby. Babies fucking cry. Yeah. You know, and I was like, how the, the box? Yeah, I know, Dude, the box. that freaked me the fuck. When I realized what was, like, because the thing is, I realized it long before Alex said exactly what was going on there. Because as soon as I saw, 
the crate with like a thing like, oh, it's a makeshift thing. And then I start to put the cover on it and I'm like, oh, oh. and then I saw the oxygen mask and I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's, that's dark. Right. Like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Here's how dumb I am. When I saw the oxygen tank for like a second, I totally thought it was nitrous, like nitrous. Like I thought, not, not nitrous. What the hell am I thinking of? Night, the shit that knocks your ass out. I'm like, they're just gonna keep this yeah, baby. Yeah, Yeah, they're just gonna keep this baby knocked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I guess that'll do it. <laughs> but what's the point? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, for a split, I was like, is this nitrous? I was like, oh no, it's oxygen. No, it's okay, oxygen. they can breathe. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> so, on that subject, so they had the underneath the barn zone mm-hmm. for the baby and everything the makeshift soundproofed room yeah that was one of the holes that i thought was kind of silly so really a mattress <laughs> yeah that's that was that's, like a that's mattress. gonna do it a single mattress that's gonna prevent these uh monster alien whatever creatures from like <laughs> with with super crazy good hearing from hearing you right really that like, that was i mean to be Slightly fair to the movie. There was they also did like paper mache shit like on the ceiling between the cracks. That's true. So it was literally just that one opening. Yeah. And maybe if it was like a thicker mattress, maybe. Yeah. But it was a like, really thin mattress. Yeah. It wasn't like <laughs> this is one of those things where I said because because Alex and I both said the same thing about that. We're like, really? The yeah. mattress? Yeah, that was that was <laughs> Come one on. of, that was one of my holes as well. Um but I mean, this movie didn't like for this type of concept. You would expect a lot more holes. Oh yeah. So like, it was pretty tight. It was pretty pretty good. close to airtight. Like they had sand in all the pathways to deafen their footsteps. Yep. Literally everywhere they walked, there was sand. Um, when they went into the house, they had like painted spots on the floor on where to step, mm-hmm. so that you didn't make a Did, sound. Didn't creak. Yep. Yep. That it, it was really that was really well done. Yeah, that was impressive. That. Now, another one of my holes. So this whole thing, this whole movie centers around these monsters who he, they they can't see you, but they can hear you. They have really good hearing, right? So one of my one of the holes is like when the monster's face or whatever opens up. It's pretty clear that's a fucking weak point. That's a weak spot. Yeah. And like, <laughs> what do we do? I don't know. Are... Shoot it in the face. <laughs> right. Because like. <laughs> Right, just fucking shoot him in the like. There's a whole board where John Krasinski had like made data and what's it's like, the weakness? What's the weakness? Oh, it's the fucking face when the when the flaps open up. That's when you shoot it. Have you ever played any video game ever? <laughs> like that's the boss. The boss See always that? the boss always opens up their armor and then you shoot. Right, and they even said like it has armor. Okay, we get that. Most likely bullets can't penetrate it then. Um, oh, wait, there's this pink, fleshy underside when the face opens up. Oh, maybe I'll shoot it there. <laughs> yeah. Now, to also to be fair, it seems like they did not get many opportunities to try and shoot these True. things because guns make so much noise. Right. So. Yeah. True. True, true. I will say this movie had had me hooked pretty much immediately. Cause it, oh, like, that first scene was oh, yeah. so dark. So I was good. I was not expecting, like, I was not expecting the kid to die. No, I was not expecting that at all. Here's what I was expecting, and I'm pretty sure we're kind of on the same page. So 
they had a young kid, I think maybe four. Yeah, I, yeah, probably three or four. Yeah, young kid. And, you know, he's doing a pretty good job of keeping quiet, but he's still a fucking kid. So he, he does dumb shit. He yeah. does dumb shit. So he takes this toy, and it's like a NASA rocket, and it has batteries, and it makes sounds, and it lights up. So they're walking home from getting supplies from the town or what have you. And they're walking along, and this kid is, starts playing with this toy, and it starts making all these sounds. John Krasinski starts fucking running towards him. What I totally thought was going to happen was John Krasinski was going to, like, grab the toy, throw it, and then, like, the monsters would chase after the toy then. Or something like that, Something yeah. along those lines. But then just out of fucking nowhere, this kid gets grabbed, and it's just black screen. I was like, oh, shit. And you found out the, that kid died. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, he, he, that, that he kid dead. died. <laughs> he was very dead. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, but it was, it grabbed you immediately. Mm-hmm. And I think they did a very smart job with that in the previews is because... Um, in the, like, if you watch the trailer, you see that scene and you see like the, the spaceship light up and John Krasinski running towards the kid. But then later on, you see John Krasinski running with a kid. So it like told the trailer made you think, oh, okay. That kid totally lived wrong, wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Wrong. (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) So I I think they did a very smart job promoting this movie as well. They did. Yeah. They didn't, they, they didn't really give anything away in the trailers. No, they did not. I mean, all you knew was that there was something after them that made noise. I didn't know if it was monsters, if it was like people, right? Zombies. I don't know (laughs) what it was. So it turned out to be, okay, it's these monsters. I had no idea. Yeah. Going into it. Monsters. Um, Which by the way, I don't know if you read this, but John Krasinski as you said they're aliens. They're aliens, yeah. yeah they're, of course they're fucking aliens. I mean, they look like aliens. I mean, I figured they were too, but I'm just saying that he actually did come out and say, yes, they're they're aliens. Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, of course they're aliens. Whoever like whoever had a doubt about that right. is dumb. Um, so this movie, besides center around the fact that they have to be quiet literally almost 100% of the time, kind of also center around the fact that Emily Blunt's character is pregnant. So they're preparing to have a baby in this world where you can't make any sound. And we kind of mentioned that, uh, of course, that they have, like, this box that they're keeping this kid in, this soundproof box. With an oxygen mask. With an oxygen mask, mask on its face. And, and, and I guess they did a really good job of, like— making the audience believe, okay, this could possibly work. Mm-hmm. But it's like, in reality, it's like, you would so be dead. No, it's totally not going to work. You would so die. Um, but but they were they they actually executed this movie quite well in that regards. Um, and, of course, with any horror movie, it's all going to go to shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, well, that's another thing that's interesting about this movie, is that it keeps going to shit. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, right. they get absolutely no break, Mm-mm. these characters, in the entire movie. It's like one thing goes wrong, and then they get out of it, and then another thing goes worse, <laughs> and then they get out of it, and then something goes even worse than that, right. and it's like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> right. And uh, did any, did you, okay, did you find it weird? There are, in this, in this movie, there are other people that are alive, Right. Yes. So there are other people that are alive. Um, so John Krasinski is walking with this kid one day after coming home from fishing, and he sees his like one of his neighbors like outside next to his now dead wife because she's been killed by one of these fucking things. Why the fuck did he just look at John Krasinski for like a good and eight seconds yell. and then just start screaming? 
It's like, uh, dude, dick move. Yeah, what a dick. Dick I move. think it was just supposed to be, he's like so overcome with like grief that like, I like guess. he was trying to hold it in and then couldn't and. I mean, I guess. It's still a total dick move though. But it literally, the way it looked, it was just like, oh, you're here too? Well, fuck you. Ah! Yeah, that was random. Here's <laughs> other thing I know. I don't know if I don't know if you noticed this. Speaking of the other people, um, I believe that everyone else around died. them died. Yes, because there were no flames on top of the other silos or anything. Correct. So in the beginning By of the, the movie, end. yeah, John Krasinski he has this silo where he lights a fire, and after he lights a fire, you see like maybe. Eight to ten other fires out in the distance. Out yeah. in the distance, basically saying like, "Yep, we're still here." Yep, we're still here. And then, like later on, the kids light the fire, and no other flames are there. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, that was really good. I think I, 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 I don't, what's the word I'm looking for? It gave it gave you a good context for what this world is like. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bleak. It's pretty fucking bleak. <laughs> <laughs> Not a whole lot of good things happening no. in this version of Earth. <laughs> Not at all. Um, also, do, do you find it really shitty that uh, the girl, uh, his daughter, is deaf? Yeah. Like, she has to be quiet. She knows she has to be quiet, but she doesn't know if she's being quiet. Right. Well, that's. I think that's. I think that's what makes part of the movie. That's what makes the movie kind of interesting. Is be, that's something that makes the movie interesting is that you have this character that has to deal with this, and I think that's part of her. Like, you know frustration right. in life in general and like why she's always like mad at her father because mm-hmm. you know one one because she blames herself for the death of her little brother but right she also i think is just frustrated with the fact that like her dad is constantly spending all this time trying to make a hearing aid that will work for her uh-huh so she can like you know be safer or whatever and you know she probably feels guilty that like all this time is spent on her yeah well, yeah, but here's the thing that that they also did very, they did very well is that, like almost every character blamed themselves for the death of this kid. Yeah, like the, the sister blamed herself because she gave him the toy, even though at the time it didn't have batteries in it. The kid put batteries. Right. Um, John Krasinski felt guilty because he couldn't reach his kid fast enough. And Emily Blunt felt guilty because she could have been carrying this kid home. Because she wasn't carrying anything. Because she wasn't carrying anything. And, like, maybe it wouldn't have happened. So right. it was actually, it wasn't. Well, and I think, he, I think I don't know if the, did the brother blame himself at all or not no, really. No, brother didn't blame. I mean, he was in his dad's arms. He, right. he couldn't do anything. <clears throat> He's like, I'm scot-free, bitches. Yeah. I couldn't do shit. <laughs> I will say of like of the family characters, the brother was the weakest character. Yeah. Like he didn't really get developed at all. Like no. it was just sort of like, oh, he's sick, and now he's not. And now he's monster bait. Like, I mean that's bait. <laughs> now he's monster bait. <laughs> like Sorry. like I, I I don't know. Like that that character wasn't super well developed because like he just was sort of there, and right. and I think he was he was basically there as a plot device to sort of like work off of John Krasinski's character. True, because like you know he'd like go out with the son and he'd be like teach him stuff like oh you know if stuff is you know louder then you can make a little bit of noise. Right. You know we can go behind this waterfall and we can even yell and they're not going to come find us because the waterfall is much louder. Right. So um, I mean that was. 
that was kind of the only purpose of that character right, being there. Right, pretty much. Yeah, very true. He, he was basically plot character, plot fodder. <laughs> plot fodder. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, this, the way, and we've mentioned this before, the way this movie was filmed, it's, it's pretty silent. Obviously, there's noises whenever they make movements, very slight movements. They make a little bit of noise. Um but the movie itself is mostly silent. So, and I, and like we said, that kind of added to the suspense. So when little shit happened, mm-hmm. it was suspenseful. There was no music in this movie, too. Correct? There was a little. Was there? Not a lot. Very little. I don't remember any. So I. Like know. when, uh, I think when John Krasinski. Spoiler, uh, when this, when, is, this whole thing has been spoiled. Eh, don't worry about off. it. Um, when John Krasinski character died, I believe there was like some. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. But very, very little music. Very little. Very little. But, like, so because this movie is silent a lot of the time, when little shit happens, you jump. Oh, yeah. I jumped. When the lamp fell down, I jumped. Because <laughs> it was so unexpected. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, oh the, uh, the kerosene lamp? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, that was in the trailer, so I knew that was coming. Well, it just it was so unexpected. Yeah. Like at the at that point in the movie, I saw the lamp fall in the trailers, uh, in as well, mm-hmm. but I didn't know when it was coming. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, and that's what made this movie really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, my other my other things I didn't like. Um, fuck. So I mentioned. We mentioned the mattress. We mentioned. I mentioned the fact that you could just shoot him in the fucking face. Right. It's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> Um, fuck, I had one more. Uh, whatever. Um, oh, maybe uh, this could be a plot hole in my mind. Didn't the deaf girl already know that her fucking hearing aid caused them pain whenever there was feedback? No, it's, it sounded she, I don't like think she, she knew. Figured, I don't think she uh, figured it out till the end. Because, because she she always started cringing and she closed her eyes and shit because oh, like the, the sound hurt so bad so she wasn't even paying attention. Right. Okay. I guess I'm I, I guess I'm looking at it as a guy from perspective who can hear, because when the 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 reason why they actually started <clears throat> killing these things now is because this girl's hearing aid that her it father gave off a high pitch gave off a high pitch like frequency. And it like they like would like kind of scream in pain a little bit. Like the, it totally like messed with them. Like yeah. they couldn't they couldn't handle it. And I guess like I don't know, from an audience point of view and my point of view, it kind of seemed like she should have already known before the end of the movie. And it's just like, bitch, you knew this shit. I don't know. No, no, I don't think she knew. Well, she should have known. <laughs> should have known by now. Should have known. Or like. Oh, okay. That uh, I think this is where my problem is stemming from. So when their flaps open mm-hmm. and they go inside the eardrum or whatever of these aliens, yeah, they clearly have supersonic hearing, mm-hmm. right? They obviously hear very well. No one tried a fucking dog whistle, like no, <laughs> no one. Like you know what I mean? Not an actual dog whistle, but like a metaphorical yeah, one. Yeah, something. Like give off, something. Yeah. Give off a high pitch frequency, like that ear. You know, her hearing aid. I did. mean, for like the military or uh, militaries across the world have like deterrent technologies yeah. that use ultrasonic frequencies. Like yeah, like no one tried this shit. I don't know. I guess that's just me. I think that's a plot hole. Yeah. I, eh. 
That's kind of a loose. That's kind of a reach. I don't especially, know. Especially, well, no, especially because there's all these news articles that John Krasinski has, mm-hmm. like explaining, like be quiet, and it's like from hundreds of different newspaper articles saying, "Stay quiet, you'll stay alive." Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, no news article. Military test ultrasonic sound frequencies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's just me. Yeah, I will say his uh, his uh, idea board was pretty uh, sparse. Yeah, it was pretty sparse. <laughs> He's like, oh, we've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. <laughs> like, that's basically what his board said. <laughs> we, we tried nothing. We're out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but all otherwise, great movie. Oh, I fantastic. think John Krasinski really surprised the hell out of me. As a director, for sure, I mean... Even as an actor, dude. Yeah, he was a really good dramatic actor in that yeah. movie. Because, I mean... I mean we're, we're, used to, we're used to the comedic, mm-hmm. you know, playing Jim and stuff. But right, right. Yeah, he did a great job playing the lead dramatic role in that movie, and then Emily Blunt did a great job playing the lead female role and. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I completely agree. You know, like like I, I like I was saying, I think before we started casting, Emily Blunt is really good at two things: looking very scared mm-hmm. and looking very sad. Yeah, which she did the, through this entire movie, start to finish. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I mean, she was pretty much tailor made for that role. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's just like Girl on the Train again. Oh, yeah. The whole movie, really sad, really scared. <laughs> <laughs> Looper, she played a pretty good angry role. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, give her that. We'll give some credit to Emily Blunt. Um, is that all we got? I think so. Okay. I mean, I, I just highly recommend that people go out and see it. I yeah, mean, it's, totally. It's a fantastic movie. I mean, and it's not like, it doesn't have a lot of, you know, you know, Pat was saying that there's a couple moments that make you jump. But I wouldn't call them pop scares. They no. don't. They really, it really doesn't have a lot of pop scares. No, it doesn't. No, that's actually a good point. So there are moments that make you jump, but they're not moments that I believe are designed to do that. It's just because of the setting of the of the movie, like little things like it's natural. No, no, none of the monsters come out of like the corn stalks unexpectedly and go, Rah! you know. Yeah. They don't do that. Yeah, like, they, they don't force it. No, Because when don't. I think pop scare, I, I define that as a moment that's meant to scare you that's forced in. It's kind mm-hmm. of like shoehorned into the scene. Right. None of this stuff was like that. Everything made sense at the time for what was going on in that scene. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when the lamp falling over, very organic. It, it's just the fact that it was so silent during that moment mm-hmm. that the loud crashing of the lamp made you kind of jump a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the only there is only one pop scare moment that I can think of at the moment, which is, you remember the bunny was running between the corn stalks, mm-hmm. the rabbit, and like it was crunching leaves, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you just see this alien hand come out and squish the bunny. Mm-hmm. That's really it. I think it was a raccoon or animal, whatever. Yeah. It was a raccoon. <laughs> animal, trash small ba- trash bandit, trash bandit, uh, small animal. But that was really like the only like pop scare moment yeah for me but uh yeah very but but, but the thing is there was a purpose for that it, yeah. it just it was it was to set the set your expectations for what these monsters were capable of hearing wise yeah and there was a point to it it wasn't just there to freak you out and oh, that do, you know how do we not talk about the childbirth scene that's holy shit! Yeah, how do we totally? Skip that, that scene was freaking intense, that was dude. Intense, dude. So Emily Blunt has to give a natural birth with no drugs. <laughs> 
Um, and she also steps on a nail. Yeah, what going down some stairs. Going down some stairs, yep. she fucking steps on a and nail. And then the monster's in the house, mm -hmm. and she has to silently... She was just to distract it with a mm -hmm. with a with a timer that like a like a like a like buzzer. an egg timer egg yeah. timer so it's ringing so the monster goes after that while she quick runs upstairs she goes into the bathtub in labor this whole time yep and I noticed that she didn't shut the door behind her which I'm like which was kind of dumb but don't move there Emily Blunt yeah so she got in the tub and then like the really and in, and in the aftermath too and. When John Krasinski's character comes back, mm -hmm. and like the t the the tub is full of blood, but she's missing. Right. It's like, oh god, what the hell happened? And it's like, oh, she's in the shower. She's right. hiding in the shower with the baby who has who was fine. Yeah. It's like, man, that was, that was intense. I'm not. I was nervous seeing that with my wife because she is pregnant and everything <laughs> fucking freaks her out about childbirth right now. <laughs> but it was fine. She was completely fine. That's good. So that's good. Um, well, the thing is, they didn't actually show childbirth at all. Correct. Or anything really. You just knew it was happening. You just knew she was in labor. Right. And then you saw that there was blood in the tub. Mm-hmm. And then that was about it. And you saw that the baby had been born. That was about it. But, I mean, and again, this goes to the credit of them setting up the world, because when John Krasinski comes back home with his kid from fishing, he sees that they have, they have all these lights, like, in the front yard, and they're normally white. Like, they're almost like Christmas lights, almost. Mm -hmm. And then when he comes back, they have switched to red, which is apparently code for, oh, shit, I'm yeah. in labor. And, you know, they have this whole plan because, obviously, no matter how hard Emily Blunt tries, she's going to make noise right. during childbirth. That's just going to happen. Mm -hmm. So they set up this diversion where John Krasinski sent his kid, like, well, I don't even know how far away. A couple away. hundred yards away. A couple hundred yards away from the house, and he sets off fireworks, at which point Emily, once the fireworks start going, Emily Blunt finally lets out a scream. Because all the monsters are going after the fireworks. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that whole scene was done very well. Mm -hmm. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, that was good. So, all right. Yeah, solid film. Very solid, solid film. Very I, solid. I mean, I don't, I don't, I guess if I could give it out a 10, I'd probably give it an 8. I would get, uh, you know, 8, 8.5. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. I was, it surprised the hell out of me. Normally, and I said this before, normally I'm not a huge fan of, like, horror movies. But, I mean, recently, dude, they have been killing it. Oh, yeah. With It uh, that came out last year, A Quiet Place that came out this year. Um, definitely excited to see. I'm still skeptical about the new Halloween remake. Yeah. I'm still Gotta, skeptical. Uh, yeah. We'll but see. we'll see. It seems like horror movies are actually hoping are for getting, the best. Hoping for the best. Yeah, but it seems like horror movies in general are just They're getting the better. They're on yes, the upswing. They are definitely on the upswing here. All right, that wraps it up for our main topic: a quiet place. Uh, let me see if I have any listener mail. Mail time. time. And while I'm doing that, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, MJDArtworks.com. Um, Matt Dawson does amazing work. Feel free to check out his website. Um, just look at his artwork. And that's all he really wants out of this is just the people who see his art. So, still looking here. I apologize. I'm slow. Is the Gamail being slow for you? Dude, Gamail is... Well, it's actually my computer that's sucking uh, right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Gmail's not slow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I only have one here, which okay. is kind of like a copy from last week's episode, which is weird. But yeah. okay. Um, 
Actually, you know what? Let's. I want to hear TJ's answer to one we actually had asked a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Okay. So, I already answered this question, but uh, 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 Stephanie wrote this whole thing. But she said you most. Uh, you also mentioned recently that the that the directors of Game of Thrones will be doing work on the upcoming Star Wars movies. Mm -hmm. Should I expect gratuitous violence and nudity now, or do you think that they'll just do their part justice? <laughs> I'm thinking they're just going to do their part justice. Yeah. Uh, we're talking <laughs> Disney owns Star Wars. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to hear. I know that they're fans. I know that they're fans of like uh, rape and like you know, uh, gratuitous violence and yeah, lots and lots of very graphic violence. But I'm right. pretty sure that's not going to fly mm -hmm. under the Disney flag. So no, I'm thinking they're just going to do their part and get in and get out. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know if they're going to do their part justice, if I'm being honest with you. I I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they get kicked off the project. I wouldn't be surprised either. Because it's like, you know, it's like revolving door of staff when it comes to those movies. It's crazy. Right, it's, uh, dude, I'm just, I'm getting so sick of Star Wars right now. Like, I saw the Solo trailer, not really excited for it. Yeah, I don't I know. Know me neither. Yeah, I, it doesn't look interesting. Yeah, they're they're oversaturating this. Like, they are so hard. Like if they would have just made a new trilogy and just kept it, just left it. Don't do this side shit. Like don't well, do, you, know? you know what? I I'm I'm gonna t I, normally I agree with you, but I will say Rogue One has been growing on me. Okay, it's a grower of a movie. It's okay. not. It when I first saw it, I was like, this movie is not garbage, but it's definitely not great. Yeah, but it's it's definitely growing on me. Okay, so. Okay. Eh, give that a watch. It's actually it's pretty cool. Okay. Um, and let's see. I also want to hear TJ's answer from the episode we did with Brad K. Okay. Um, about that was a Fast and Furious episode. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, hey guys, just curious if there are any books you have read that you would like to see turned into a movie. I am not a reader. I know. So the answer is no. <laughs> Straight up, like I haven't read a book since high school. Nice. So, and, and the thing is, the, my, the vast majority of books that I read when I was in high school are already movies. That is true. <laughs> like all the required uh, yeah. readings. <laughs> like all the required readings, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, uh, Into Thin Air was that I just saw, like, the movie was it came out last year or two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. The Everest movie? Mm hmm. Into Thin Air. Same story. <laughs> That's that. I mean,. I, <laughs> I don't have any. Like I just since I haven't read anything since high school that, that that is so. I totally forgot you're really not a reader. I am not. Like I just the thing is I'm not bad at reading. Like <laughs> I know and if not. I were to start reading a book that I liked, I'm sure I would have no problem finishing it. But it has to like hook you immediately. But it's gotta hook me immediately because like I just like I can't. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. Even like anytime I read a textbook, whether it's like you know a story, you know whether it's fiction, nonfiction, you know whatever, I I start to literally fall asleep. <laughs> like I can't read and stay awake. I just can't do it. Okay, fair enough. Um, uh, looking here, actually, we do not have any new listener mail, so feel free to send in your questions. Send them up from the dark side at gmail.com. Answer. I'll, I mean, we'll answer any question that comes in. So please ask anything. Ask a lot. And go from there. And <laughs> ask a lot and ask often. <laughs> right. <laughs> ask a lot and ask often. So, again, thank you so much for joining us here on another episode of Cinema from the Dark Side, and we will catch you next time. Bye.